run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz or rush, y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerdy world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. And I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 221 of Blurds R Us. Just want to apologise again. Things are going to be a little bit sporadic for the next couple of weeks. Um, as work and family and all those good things, you know, get in the way. Um, probably might even be a bit of madness going towards Christmas as well. But I do, I am really hoping that we can all get together and go see Eternals and the IMAX. I want to say what Eternals is what November seventeenth. Uh, sign of that, yeah, yeah. yeah so, totally up for that. So hopefully Eternals and Spider Man will try and do a Bloods meet up somewhere halfway between where everyone lives, or maybe Eternals will go up to um, Basingstoke, and then maybe Spider Man will go a little bit closer to T. Um, but yeah, as always, we're just gonna kind of you guys what we've been up to but before we go into that i just want anyone that might be listening for the first time to familiarize yourself with our rating system so we at blurs are us have a very unique rating system we call it the chicken rating system if we think something's absolutely dead it gets bones next up's quarter chicken half chicken three piece and if it's the creme de la creme it gets a whole chicken uh i'm gonna start with stevie steve what you been watching um i didn't think i'd been watching much but actually now I'm right I've been writing it down and I've actually watched quite a few little bits and bobs this week um first off I'll say uh this last weekend um I didn't really watch much um apart from June which we'll talk about in in due course but we I went up to my grandma's house um she sadly passed away um uh, uh, some months back so I went up there with my brother and we did a bit of a road trip and all oh, the whole way up there we revisited um like our like notable al- albums music albums from 1991 and uh, it was fucking awesome it was a good um trip down memory lane uh, 91 was 1991 had some amazing amazing music in it um so that was good um i've been watching tons of vikings um so now on season 502 Remember, they got like seasons four to six are split into sort of 401 and 402, um, 501, 502, and so on. Um, and it's just, it's so fucking bloody. And there's so much scheming going on. Um, so, yeah, it, that is really good. I'm very much enjoying all of that. I'm loving the kind of historical aspects. Um, King Arthur's now on the scene and he's struggling with relations between you know like civil war in in england and uh and also dealing with more viking raids and so on so uh yeah it's it's quite cool it's quite cool um i've watched a few more episodes of suits um that's like an ongoing thing and you can kind of just drop into suits really easily um so that's lots of fun 
Um, my boys started watching the Gotham series. Did you guys ever see any of that? I watched like the first episode or two, and I never it never really hooked me. So I dropped off it, and I never went uh, back to it. It is so good. Oh man, I've seen. I think I've seen like two seasons of it, mm-hmm. and he's on the second season now. So we're approaching the sort of the end of the bit that I've already seen. Mm-hmm. But I just, he had it going, going on and I was like eating some dinner and I was just watching it. I found myself getting completely sucked in. Um, and then the missus is really into it as well. So we were like, oh, maybe we should revisit Gotham again and, you know, like uh, check that series out. It is really good. It it brings loads of sort of like Batman characters and villains in, but just like when they're younger. Um, so yeah, that's definitely get definitely check it out again if you if you guys have got time um yeah i i, I like that show at, at the start um, yeah but i think uh it was the character fish mooney that put me off yeah fish came back didn't she i i, I we're currently going through the um the penguin um sort of arc and <laughs> i like i like the penguin stuff that was yeah, really good that was it's really good it's really good and maybe yeah. maybe that is why we kind of stopped at the end of this series because um fish came back and and i was a bit like meh yeah <laughs> didn't they have like a really good joker character and then they were like actually that's not the joker it was like the joker's twin brother. i know yeah and everybody and every, was smiling and laughing maniacally and everything weren't they mm. yeah and then he, he was killed. A really he was actually a really good joker as well yeah, yeah. I, I, it's quite a cool take on sort of just you know, like it's taking the the Batman sort of universe and saying this this is almost like a parallel universe of Batman, isn't it? Where mm-hmm. things of characters are coming earlier on and in different ways. Um, yeah. Uh, so what been watching that? Um, I, I, I went and checked out Cowboy Bebop. Um, more episodes on um, on YouTube, and then I realised it is on Netflix now. Yeah, Netflix um, only just got it back. I want to say last yeah. week or two weeks ago, they got the rights back. Yeah, which well, is... they've dropped it all, and it's it's um it's just so much easier watching it on Netflix because mm. it's it just flows one into the other. Yeah, um, it makes so... it makes sense to have it on Netflix. It it wouldn't make sense if they're dropping a live action adaption. And they don't even have the rights to the original. That would be yeah, they, yeah. they, they used to, so I don't know, you know, what the terms and conditions are. But for the longest time, because that's where I originally watched Cowboy Bebop, it was on Netflix. Um, yeah. So they must have, you know, initially lost the rights for a couple of months, and then they was like, "Yeah, we've got the rights to this live action," and um, they just got the rights back. Um, speaking of the live action, I know we're not really going to be doing trailers as such, but have you guys seen the trailer for uh, the live action Cowboys Bebop? Hell yeah. Uh, that's what made that's what got me to start, actually go check out the anime because I I watched the the live action trailer and I was like shit I wonder if the like how how similar this trailer is to like the intro of of the actual anime and then I watched the anime and I was like can't believe I not believe I've not seen this because it's this is so up my street this mm. is totally my thing so um, Stevie. I can't believe I've never seen it it's just so good I'm I'm enjoying it so much. I mean, like, I was, I'm on episode three, and it's called Honky Tonk Women. It's it's so cool. It's it's all jazz, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Stevie, well, um, I was actually going to say, there was actually an actual proper trailer that dropped today. Have you seen that? Oh, shit, no. Okay. No, I'm not. Big T, how about you? There was a trailer that dropped today? Yes, there was a full Cowboy Bebop trailer that dropped today. 
So what? I haven't seen, I haven't seen t- one that dropped today, but I saw one that came out recently. But it was like um, it was like very stylized. Like it was like um, cutting between different scenes, and it had like certain types of uh, animations in there. Kind of looked like um, oh, like Scott Pilgrim, maybe like that kind of editing and like kind of like animated effects over it and stuff but maybe that's what i'm talking about because originally they dropped a the intro the live action intro which was like in a sense shot for shot the same they did the anime intro in but then they just literally they've literally just he's either because i watched it today it might have been a couple of days ago but they've actually like dropped an official trailer for it it looks slick man it looks really slick yeah definitely i'm looking I'm looking it's forward good. to it now based on that trailer because when they, they dropped the um like the images of the people, I wasn't really sold. But when they dropped that trailer, uh, not the, the the intro trailer, but the actual trailer for the show, it looked pretty good. So it's definitely something I'm going to be checking out and I'm going to be looking forward to reviewing it with you guys. They look like they stuck a load of money into this. Mm. No, Some definitely. of the visuals on this look awesome. Yeah, man, I'm totally digging this. Yeah. I can't wait to actually watch this with with sound. Yeah, nice. No, I do. Right. Uh, yeah, I've got? also um, I've also been watching more Dust um, episodes on YouTube. Um, I talked about Dust previously, and it's just like this gold mine of like video, like just short films. And fuck me, there are some seriously famous actors and actresses who are in these short movies um, that are all on dust. Um, so I'm currently just going through this sort of mini-series called Atropa, which is um, set on a, a ship that's caught in a time loop. Um, and it's basically every time the time... It's basically it's going into like a gravity well. And the, only the gravity well is sending it backwards in time. And at a certain point, it goes back so far back in time that it hit, it basically crashes into itself. So there's a perpetual crash going on constantly where it crashes into this ship, this other, this other version of itself. Mm-hmm. And then That's it mad. goes back in time. And that one, it's almost like a paradox where it keeps on crashing into itself. Just never That's ending. Yeah, and, That's and, really yeah. cool. Yeah, this is only episode three I'm on, and there's six episodes. So I don't know each episode that it sort of like ends with a revelation of something new. Um, so it's it's quite cool. Um, there's another one uh, that I watched as well, which I've kind of got halfway through, um, which has got a, a kid. Fuck, um, it's got a, a famous actor who's been in some really big fucking movies. And it's also got the, one of the pirates, the Caribbean pirates in it, an actor who's got like really thin with long blonde hair. Um, he's one of the guys who, uh, he went, he dressed up as a woman and then they walk underneath the water and, or no, they're in a, they're in a rowboat whilst all the other, um, pirates are walking under the water. Um, and he's in this as well. Um, and it, they're all like basically like they're a poor family who live on a on a sat, on a sort of like a, a satellite that's orbiting Earth, and um, the kid wants more from life. And they're kind of happy to live their life orbiting around the planet, and he keeps seeing this woman who's orbiting in a different direction, 
and it's very kind of frowned upon that he's kind of like eyeing her up and fancying her because she's <laughs> she's going in the opposite direction to them. Um, it's quite it's quite funny, and I just thought I I love these you know these takes. It's it's going to be a short sort of like story. But it's just so good, and so all the all the famous actors and actors in them. It it's so it's so good. I'm really really happy that I've seen this and found it. Uh, but that's it for the moment. Nice. Um, other than oh, um, there, I was going to say something else about YouTube. I spent a good proportion, and it, if anybody doesn't know me, I have a very geeky side um, that loves spreadsheets, mm-hmm. um, and. I spent a sizable portion of today looking through um, YouTube videos at like Excel training um, for for my team at work, and there's some fucking awesome Excel training now. So I'm quite excited to start like turning that into like a load of training for my team. <laughs> nice. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all good. That's all good. All right, to you, what have you been up to? Okay, I guess T is on mute because he's doing psych at work. All right. Um, I'm going to go next then. Um, I just have been just working and stuff. Uh, I finally got around to watch a Chicago party on. Um, what is Chicago party on? I haven't even heard of that. It's a, 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 a series on Netflix. It tries to be like, you know, a little bit like. No, okay, I wouldn't say Big Mouth, but think of it like your family guy kind of TV shows. It tries to be like that, but it just doesn't do it very well. Um, I watched it because obviously, you know, with the ties to Pop Culture Leftovers and the guys over in Chicago, I thought I'd check it out and see if like there was any references that I could recognise, which there was a few. Um, it just wasn't as funny as it should have been. Like a couple of jokes made me laugh, but... For the most part, it was it was very bland. Uh, I'm gonna give it yeah. a core chicken. Um, in terms of other things I've watched, uh, I went and watched the Boss Baby too. Um, I really enjoyed the first Boss Baby. I also really enjoyed um, the like little TV shows that they had on Netflix. I think I only maybe only watched like season one of that. Um, season um, not season two. Um, the second movie didn't capture the same kind of fun comedy aspects as the first one did. Um, What's the difference between the two then? It just... Well, the, the Boss Baby... I don't think I've even seen Boss Baby 1. You don't see... The... Boss Baby's joke. So basically, um, the baby... Like, in this world, the babies actually like run an organisation where they like deliver babies from the stock, from what I can remember. And um, yeah. there was this guy that was trying to make people love kittens more than they love babies so <laughs> the main baby he like let's say his brother was like 10 he gave his brother like a dummy or whatever and transported him into like the baby's world and they had to save the day and it was funny it was jokes and like there was um like some side supporting character babies that had their own personalities that were really funny um like I I would have liked in the set because you get to see some of the babies from the first one so I would have thought that not only would they like um, transport the brother who's now like a grown up who's got his own kids now and a wife and stuff back to be yep. a baby, but would get those guys back as well um, because like right. I said, you see them like multiple times, but again they don't get transported back to babies, and I think I'd have preferred that. Um, so 
hold on, sorry. It, 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 I haven't seen any Boss Baby movie or show. Is that why he's a Boss Baby? He's like a man who got put back in a baby's body. What, no, so originally, originally in the first one, he is like the CEO of Baby Corp. And he yeah. is a baby. And like, so basically like in an alternative, not in an alternative world, but like there is like another like section of the world where babies run Baby Corp. And basically Baby Corp is like <laughs> how babies are brought into the world with storks and stuff. And obviously like his job as a CEO is just to make sure Baby Corp runs efficiently. And in the first one, they faced a crisis because like there was like this evil genius that wanted to make people like not have babies and all like, you know, uh, be cat people. And the babies were friends by it. And it was just really well done. It was really funny. And again, this one like didn't really have the same kind of fun element to it. But I Is that to, because Alec Baldwin killed someone? Is it because Alec what is that is that I didn't is Alec Baldwin a character in Boss Baby? I don't even know if he is. He is the boss baby. Is, Alec Baldwin no, is the boss, is he? boss baby. Oh is he? I didn't I even pay attention to that. Well you've talked to, you've talked you've talked about something that happened recently, which is, you know, unfortunately quite a, a, a sad situation, but I'm yeah, gonna, I, know, I don't know why I tried to make a joke out of it, to it? be honest. But well, I'm not going to lie, though. Some of the memes I've seen on Facebook has been hilarious. And, like, you know, <laughs> Facebook is, is not a kind place. And yeah, you know, even, nothing's off limit for, for the meme culture, man. Oh, yeah. Within yeah. seconds, I was seeing memes. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it was bad. But, um, no, I, I again, I, I would give this a half chicken. It was decent. Uh, it wasn't very long. I, I kind of like the story that they were going for, but... It just wasn't as funny as the first one. And the first one, jokes like, uh, I think the first one might still be on Netflix. I would, you know, if you get a moment, sit down and watch it with your door. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, you'll both get some entertainment out of it. Um, yeah, I might try. Yeah. All right. So you're back. Um, that's pretty much everything I've watched as far as I can think. I did start that, um, inside job on Netflix. I maybe got like three episodes in. I will try and finish it, but at the same time, it's not great. Like, if I had to give you a rating right now, I'd probably say it's a quarter chicken. It has some funny jokes, but like, in this day and age where you've got shows like Rick and Morty, Big Mouth, um, you know, uh, what else is there? Rick and Morty, Big Mouth, like, obviously you've got the American Dad and the Family Guys, like, you have to do something really amazing and really funny for it to stand out. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's just not great. And so far, neither of these ones Netflix have done have been all that. Like, even Paradise PD, which I didn't love when it first came out, it grew on me. And I watched season two and I think season three, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, like, you know, Final Space, that's another good example of one that does it very well. This one, yeah, again, I will probably finish it, but I don't know if I want to love it. Um, but yeah, T, what have you been up to? Don't tell me he's gone again after no, I just... No, he's gone again. Don't tell me he's gone again after I was just about to hand it back to him. <laughs> what a loser. Give me one minute. Yeah, give me one minute. We'll have to talk about something else then. What about some of these trailers that, that dropped? I um, actually watched a few of them. I haven't watched any, uh, of, the tra- um, uh, any of the trailers, but man. tell me which ones you've watched. Uh, hold on, let me just go and check. Going back through them, uh, where are where's the where's the chat? Where is it? Movie trailers. Here we go. Did anyone watch that Lightyear trailer that I posted in today? No. Yeah, I have not yeah. Watched I that, that looked fun. That looked well good. That was that good, Disney it? like written all over it, didn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. It. Do you know what? Yeah, it, it actually, looked, I wasn't feeling it, but it actually looks good after that trailer. I'm feeling it. 
So some of the other ones that I've seen was the My Hero Academia movie uh, World Heroes Mission mm -hmm. trailer. That looks fucking awesome. That actually got me really pumped and that made me want to go and dig into the My Hero Academia world because I haven't really... My boy was obsessed with it and I kind of got a little bit like turned off because he went on about it so much. And I was like... Ah. Yeah. I watched the first... You know when someone bangs on about something yeah. so badly, you're just like... Ugh. I've watched the like, first two seasons. I need to get back onto it at some point. Yeah. This looks really good. It looks like a, a fun premise and the animation looks really good. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was thought it was quite, you yeah, know, quite entertaining. Um, I also saw the uh, Uncharted trailer, mm. which has got um, Tom Holland in it and... Oh, who's the other guy? Fucking hell, what's his name? Um, um, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this looks good. I mean, um, I sometimes think like, Tom Holland still looks a little bit too young for some of these roles. Um, yeah. I played Uncharted and... Hey, what's the guy's name in, in Uncharted? Um, uh, is it, I was going to say Tim Drake. But Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. Drake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nathan, Nathan Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he looks a little bit more battle-scarred and old and... and like he's drank a, a bit more whiskey in his life than, <laughs> than Tom Holland. You know, like. um, but then again, there were moments where Tom Holland would just I, like his pose, this just the way he was kind of doing stuff. I was like, "Fuck, this is really uncharted." Well, isn't this it's, meant to be like a young Nathan Drake? Like, isn't it not before set before the first game? Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, that that would be I good. Heard, yeah, yeah get that. I heard it was like a prequel of sorts, but yeah. But then the trailer seemed to include um, scenes from the games, like that scene with him falling out the airplane and like climbing back up the, um, like the cargo and stuff that's falling out the plane. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that was a level in one of the games. So I don't see how it can be a prequel unless that happened to him twice, which is very unfortunate. Or maybe that's well, maybe you know it is a prequel, but that's more towards the end, where it's going into elements of the first game. But I'm, you know, I, I did a I did a playthrough of a, a load of, um, of of the old games um, a while back, and um, I got I don't know how far through the the first game um, it was really good. Um, you know, and obviously you accept that the graphics aren't as good as you, you know, as they, things are now. Um, but I got really fucked off because my controller broke, and yeah. like one of the buttons on the controller stopped working. It was like crucial for me to be able to play the game properly. Mm. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I haven't gone back yeah. to it since. Hmm. Isn't, aren't they, um, aren't they re-releasing, um, all the Uncharted games as like a, like a trilogy, um, I believe so. Thing, like remastered. Yeah, I believe they Yeah, that's what I've got. That's what I've got. Oh, that's what you got. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all in HD, but I mean, like, even when they, they upscale everything, like the game and, and put it in HD, it's still, you can still tell it's an old game, can't you? Because it's on the old, yeah. an old engine, and just some of the sort of like interaction with some of the plants or stuff like that. It just doesn't, still doesn't quite cut it, does it? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, the, I'm sure Naughty Dog was the was the developer of this game as well, um, and I, I don't know why, but recently they just haven't. They've, they've just been re-releasing all their old games, like remastered. Like there was a Crash Bandicoot trilogy that they re-released. Mm. Um, then there was this, I think Spyro, uh, they read, did, I think that was Naughty Dog as well. It's like, um, it's a cash cow, mate. I, that's what it is. Think... They're just making money. Mm. 
I bet they are making. They're probably developing some new things. Yeah, um, so they're probably but, just using that to fund to make extra money so that they've got, you know, for whatever their next big title is. I can't even. Didn't Naughty Dog do Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's massive. Do you think they're just developing a new Last Last of Us game? I think I think um riddled with like bugs and glitches and shit and it just really didn't go down well yeah i think naughty dog given up on making new games they're just like nah <laughs> we'll just re-release the classics the ones that we know ones that we know are good mm. um, oh they've yeah. done they've done an uncharted collection right and then they've done uncharted 4 and a new uncharted game called lost legacy but now they're doing another uncharted game which oh, looks wow. like it's it's sort of like Potentially new, but got older games that have been remastered for the PS5 now. So they're basically, right. you're right, they're just recycling the shit out <laughs> of everything. Yeah. Wow. That's it, man. They ain't taking no risks. That's it. Just, just only guarantees only. I think the only like new, new game they made was that Crash Bandicoot 4, which they made after the they re released the trilogy. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, let's just make another one. You know, you can't go wrong with a Crash Bandicoot game. Mm-hmm. No, that's mad. Mm. Right, T, are you ready to let us know what you've been watching? No, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm back now. Sorry. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, what have I been up to? I went um, on a bit of a Taika Waititi binge. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of his movies apart from Thor Ragnarok. So I had a bit of spare time. I thought, let me just get through some of these movies. I've heard they're really good. Um uh, what we do in the shadows uh, was one of his first uh, movies, but uh, they made a, he made a TV show out of it afterwards. So I saw that because um, there's two seasons of that, and they've recently um, just started releasing a third season. Uh, so I thought, all right, let me, let me, since that's coming out now, let me um, let me catch up on that. I'll start watching that from the beginning. Then I realized because uh, at the start of the show of every episode in the credits. It says based off what we do in the shadows, like the movie. So I was like, oh, it was a movie first. And then I went back and watched the movie. And then that's how I fell into this rabbit hole of Taika Waititi Madness. Brilliant. And just spent a good couple of days just watching everything that is made. Um, so what we do in the shadows, uh, he made with uh, Jermaine Clement. I don't know if you guys are aware of him. He was one of the guys in Flight of the Concords, which is like a musical comedy group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like an actor and a writer as well. He's like a comedy. He's really funny. Um, but yeah, this so this movie is about vampires uh, and werewolves exist. Uh, and basically, it's it's filmed like a documentary, kind of like The Office. Uh, there's like like there's there's times where they'll like look into the camera awkwardly, or there's like interview scenes and stuff. So it's 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 quite funny. Hello. Um, oh, no. Taika Waititi is really you, good. You cut off for like Hello? a second. Hello, I'm back. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm back. Um, Taika Waititi is really good at creating um, like a, a situation between characters where they shouldn't get on, but they're either forced to in the situation or or it's just played just casual. Do you know what I mean? Like, so 
in uh, what we do in the shadows, there are times when um, they'll get people to um, like come so they can like obviously drink their blood and stuff. And <laughs> they like welcome them in, they like sit them down and like welcome them like they're a guest. And then, uh, and then obviously they, they end up attacking them. So there are kind of horror elements in it as well, but it's like exaggerated to the point where it becomes funny, if that makes sense. Um, anyway, it's really good, really good movie. Uh, the movie gets a free piece. The show, I'm only a couple of episodes into it, um, maybe about five episodes in. But again, it's really good. That probably gets a three piece as well. Um, the show, uh, the movie, sorry, is um, set in New Zealand, which is where Taika Waititi is from. Um, but the movie is set in America, obviously, because it, it is grown in popularity. So it's you know hollywood snatched him up and we're like yeah we'll have that mm. uh and and the show is based on a different group of um of vampires but it's the same setup they all live in the house together it's like it's like a documentary kind of style uh but it's really good i would, I would highly recommend it very much so highly recommend it um then i watched a uh, hunt for the wilder people which when it first came out i heard a lot of good things about but i just yeah. never had the time to get around to it uh, but watching it, it is very, very, very good. It is a very good film. I sorry, the first film, sorry, the first film that you watched, did you give it a rating? Yeah, three piece. Okay, cool. Yeah, three piece for what we do in the shadows for the movie and for the show, both get three piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I want to give a whole chicken because it was very, very wow. good. I think I think I will give it a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a while to kind of get into it basically like it's done in chapters so it's Mm. like a movie but like kind of like a quentin tarantino would do it's like broke the movie's broken up into chapters Mm. Mm. and i think the actual like story doesn't really kick in until probably chapter three um so the first two chapters are just like world building setting up characters relationships and stuff like that and then like the inciting incident happens and then the the movie kicks in but it's really good and um it was after this movie that he got signed up to direct um thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. and i can i can i can see why even though it like has nothing to do with it like you you, visually they're night and day they're completely different Mm -hmm. but in terms of like the story or not even the story because the story is different like it's but the the setup, the execution of the story, um, was very good. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I th- I think Stevie, I think you would really like it. Ace, I think you would really like it, but I think you would hate it because it's got the boy from Deadpool two in it. Oh yeah, and like the main character. Oh yeah, yeah, I probably yeah. do miss. And he basically plays the same character. Like he's still into gangster. He he like gangster rap. He loves Tupac. Like all of that stupid shit, he basically does the same stuff in this. Mm. Um, but it's really good. Like if if you if you like him, you like his humor, or you like the humor of Taiko Titi, this is right up your alley. It's it's like sincere. It's touching. It's funny. There's drama, and like like I said, the the um, dynamic between the two main characters. Mm. they're set up to hate each other do you know what i mean but then they're forced into this situation where they have to work together they start building up like this friendship and then by the end like they're 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 really good like 
like friends or he like the boy ends up calling him uncle do you know what i mean he wants to throughout the movie but he always tells him don't call me that oh right and then by the end he like allows him to call him uncle they've got like this really good bond that they developed um but the reason i said that it's comparable to four ragnarok is because he sets up a scenario in the ending where um like they've been trying to avoid something without ruining it they've been trying to avoid something happening throughout the whole movie they've been on the run trying to avoid capture avoid something happening and by the end they kind of um they kind of come to the realization and they they see the bigger picture and they realize that in order to win like the the overall war mm -hmm. they might have to lose this battle like and allow what they were trying to prevent they might have to just allow that to happen and then move past it and then that will allow them to then go forward and win do you know what i mean the bigger war the bigger picture of what really matters um and that might sound very vague but so in thor ragnarok for example thor's trying to avoid ragnarok he's trying to avoid Surtur coming out and destroying asgard right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then in the end he realizes that to defeat hela he's going to have to allow Surtur to destroy asgard which is what he was trying to avoid the whole time yeah but to win he has to allow it and he realizes that it's not the place it's the people that matter mm -hmm. so do you know what i mean he he realizes the bigger picture what really matters similarly in this um with i don't think it'll ruin it but they're on the run the whole time uh and then they the the not the main character the boy but the adult um who's played by sam neil who i never realized was actually from new zealand so he's got like he's he's allowed to use his new zealand accent in this and it's 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 just i don't know it's weird to see because I, I, I always it was american mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're on the run and then they kind of come to the realization that it's not worth running. Do you know what I mean? Let's just, and, and like they, they're in a situation where you want them to escape. If you want them to run and you want them to, to achieve what they've been aiming for the whole film. But in the end, they're like, look, we're not going to, like, this isn't the life to live on the run. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have to just stop, face whatever's coming and then, do you know what I mean? Move past it. And so to win the bigger war, to allow them to 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 stay connected, to stay together, they have to just stop running, and they have to allow what happens happens. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's 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 executed better than I've probably explained it. But it's really good. Mm. Um, there's also the woman uh, from Ragnarok. You know, um, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's he's like side woman, the woman that kept giving him the melty stick and she was like a security or something mm -hmm. she's in this as well she's like a police officer or no she's like a um social service person or something like that but she's really funny everyone in this is really funny for me this is a whole chicken um and the last film i watched in my taiko atiti binge is jojo rabbit Again, oh you hadn't seen really, that really good. Huh? you hadn't seen jojo rabbit we reviewed that I I hadn't seen Jojo Rabbit, no. Uh, we reviewed that. I don't know when that came out, but we reviewed that. Oh, yeah? Podcast, yeah? What did you think of it? What did you think I, of it? I quite liked it, for what I remember. Yeah, I really liked it. I can't remember what I rated, rated it. I might have given it a free piece, but um, I remember mm. quite like, uh, quite enjoying it. I've not mm. seen Jojo Rabbit either. It's oh, fun. It's a fun see, movie. I, th I think you will really like Taiko Titi's stuff. The, the humour is really, like, it's different and it's very specific, but it's good. If you if you're into it, you'll you'll like it. 
Jojo Rabbit, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. All I knew was it was about a boy and his imaginary friend was Hitler. Yeah. But um I didn't realise it actually took place during um World War Two. And like while the Nazis were do you know what I mean, doing what they were doing. So he's this little Nazi boy who like loves Nazis and wants to be a Nazi and stuff. And um his imaginary friend is Hitler. Like he imagines Hitler being his friend and giving him advice and doing stuff like that. And Taika Waititi plays Hitler. So it's, it's hilarious. Um, the story, again, he somehow manages to incorporate real drama, real emotion into it. Um, again, the connection between two characters who, like, on paper shouldn't get on. Like, he's a Nazi boy. And again, the inciting incident that kind of develops a bit later on in, in the, maybe by the second act, is that he finds out his mom is hiding a Jewish girl in, in the walls of her house. And so obviously he loves this Nazi life. Like he wants to be a Nazi. So he hates Jews. Mm. And so it's just like the development of their relationship and how he kind of, his mind turns around and he realizes, rah, Jews aren't these like demons with yeah. claws and horns and stuff. Like they are actually just people. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just this, this girl here and, I think he even like starts fancying her and stuff, but it's really good. Um, very, very good. Sam Rockwell's in it. He plays like a Nazi soldier. Yeah. And Sam, Sam the, Rockwell. The ending. Yo. Like, yo, T, the, end, the ending with him was peak from what I remember. The, yes. Oh, the, oh my, my days. days. That, and again, like that's what Taika Waititi is so good at. He makes you love these characters. And then just does shit to them that like it almost on the level of George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. That's T. You know what I mean? But, um, you to, yeah, no, it's really good because I'm, I'm back. Sorry, you I, my phone's just being weird. Um, change your internet. Like your signal is as bad as mine when I'm freaking talking to Del and she's always moaning that my phone is shit. <laughs> like yours is just as bad when it comes to recording. Uh, I think it's just the area that I'm in to be honest. Mm. But um um, yeah, what's he called in it? Stephen Merchant as well, isn't he? Stephen Merchant's in it. Yeah, he's got a little scene. Uh, is it Scarlett Johansson in it as the mum? Scarlett Johansson is the mum. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, is and what happens to the mum is peak as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that was super peak. And I love the way that they didn't even show it. They just showed you like a red slipper or something like that, and you just yeah. instantly knew. I didn't even believe it at first. I was like, there's no way. Like, surely that's just another woman with the same shoes. Yeah. But it was nah, like it, that was that was dramatic, bro. That was that was actually like um Yeah, that was really <laughs> touching. That was just mad. Mm. I think I need to see this. Yeah, yeah no, you did no, it, it, it was good. I, I, I would give Jojo Rabbit a whole chicken as well. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like Taika Waititi's just gotten better and better as he's gone on. Uh, but he's still like maintained that same sense of humor where he finds humor in tragedy. Do you know what I mean? And, and any situation he, he can find the humor in it. Um, <laughs> in hunt for the world of people, he, he's always in his own films. He's always got like in Thor Ragnarok, he was Korg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Hitler in Jojo Rabbit in, um, Hunt for the Wilder People, he has a scene where he's like a priest. There's like a funeral scene and he's a priest. 
And that is fucking hilarious. Like, just the little speech that he gives at this person's funeral. And he's talking about um, how God presents you with two doors. And one door is easy to get through. And on the other side of that door is all the yummiest snacks you could ever want. There's Fanta. There's Maltesers. There's all of these nice, yummy snacks. And then on the other side of the door, do you know what's there? And then someone shouts out, like, Jesus? And he's like, no, not Jesus. It's another door. And then you go through that door and then you go through another door and it's just more doors. And just the way, like, with, <laughs> with that New Zealand accent as well, it's just so fucking funny. And then he's like, and then you go through that door and then, yes, Jesus is there, but you have to find him. And you say, thank you, Jesus, for making it so easy to find you. And it's just so, it's so like their voices, their accent is so casual, but what they're saying is so ridiculous. Like, it's just so funny, man. But, um, yeah, anyone that hasn't seen Taiko Atiti's stuff, definitely get into it. Um, whole Chicken for the second two movies and a free piece for the first movie and the show. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was some good times. Um, and and of course, we've got the next Thor movie coming out, Love and Thunder, which is Taiko Atiti as well. So yeah, I mean, this, this guy is, is quickly becoming one of my top directors. I mean, he I don't think he's a foot wrong to be honest um but yeah what else have i been watching okay i have found um i'm like hit and miss with reality shows mm-hmm. like some of them some of them i like or i've watched some of them i can't stand like love island and all that type of shit and, and x on the beach ace some bullshit i know you love that <laughs> x, on, x, x on the beach cool. Don't, don't you love that shit ain't that that shit that you're always going on about no that's um oh what's it called oh friggin hell oh my days why have I can't remember what it's called it's not X on the beach um too hot to, ha- on the beach. too hot to handle too hot to handle there you go yeah it's that, that bullshit they're all the same anyway no, what, are you, have you actually watched too hot to handle no, <laughs> bro. No. Listen, I'm telling you. So no, you listen. You know me. I don't do reality TV in it. Yeah, yeah, I've never done reality TV. The only one that I do is too hot to handle. And I'm telling you, it is absolutely banter. If you watch it, yeah, I feel like your you, your mind won't change on reality TV because again, I don't. I still don't really do reality TVs. But that one is entertaining as fuck, man. What? What's the premise? What's the point of it? Like, is it just another? Is it like they another? Just, so they they totally wind them up constantly. Yeah. So basically, they? yeah, they've got all these like young, super hot, attractive people. Yeah, that are basically nymphomaniacs in it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like ten guys, ten girls. <laughs> so shallow. Yeah. And <laughs> literally, the first twenty four hours that they get to know each other, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Now, after the 24 hours, yeah, and when the, these people are starting to, like, you know, you know, certain guys already, like, kiss girls, some of them are, are, are almost, like, they know that, right, that's my target for the next couple of days, I'm going to beat that one, and I'm going to go beat the next one, yeah? yeah? But after the 24 hours, yeah, they've got, there's this little animal, not animatronics, there's this little, like, air freshener robot thing, yeah, called Lana. It's like Alexa, isn't it? Yeah, basically Alexa, she basically turns around and says, oh, by the way, guys, you're on a show actually called Too Hot to Handle. Um, not some party show. Um, for the rest of the week, yeah. Um, if you guys abstain from sex and stuff, you win like a hundred grand. However, mm-hmm. if you kiss, hug, grope, have sex, or you know, or any of that, you lose money from the prize pot. 
and again, these these are pumped up people that aren't used to not going out without sex, isn't it? So mm. obviously people start to break the rules, there's tension, and the thing that's peak as well, yeah. Like there's, there's <laughs> They totally set them up. Yeah, there's they there's there's, there's, fucking, there's, there's, there's drunk, ten beds like... in the room. So you have to sleep with in a sense a, a, a girl next to you. And you're all in the same environment. Like there's a it's like you know, a ten star resort, like it's it's just set up here yeah, for people to fuck in it. And the fact that you can't fuck in it, yeah. And seeing how literally ninety percent of the people in there just crumble and like they can't even masturbate. So it's at like I'm oh, telling you, yeah, yeah. No, that, that I think masturbating like costs you like ten grand. So like that's right. Oh, yeah. So it, I actually even said nothing to you because it kind of ruins it. But I'm telling you, T, like this one, yeah, it caught me because I was again, I was like, what? I, I I saw a trailer and I was like, what? What's what's so special about this? But then when I watched it, I was like, holy crap! And what makes it even better for me as well, I think, is that like it's from people all over the world. So they had like three people from um, UK. They had like a couple of Americans. They had like some guy from like, um, you know, Spain. And like, again, these people for the most part are super attractive people, all have different personalities. But then there's, there was one, there's this one guy here yeah, who, in a sense, yeah, he was me in the show. Yeah, his name was Kells. All he cared about was trying to win the money at the end. So like, when I say the buffest girl on the show comes up to him and basically offers to fuck him. He's basically like, I really want to. And if it wasn't for the money, like I would already have dicked you down in it. And there's other people in there just like, you know what? I'm horny. You're sexy. Fuck it. Let's fuck. And the arguments that, bruv, like I said, I've even said too much, man. I'm telling you, it is it, it, the only one for me yeah, that it gripped me from day one because it was just like, they didn't see it coming. And then with season two, I was like, ah, oh, now that the show's blown up and so popular, how are they going to make it work? So again, they've tricked these people to figure they're coming to some next show. They've done it in a different way. And then again, they set them up again. And honestly, by season two, they kind of know how season one worked, innit? So some of them are playing the game. But then again, halfway through the show, they flip the script on them and they're like, whoa, like what? That's not how season one went. And, uh, like I said, yeah, for me, it's just, it's just the, how different it was to the other variety of TV shows that I have watched there. Like, yes, it does mm. have elements of Big Brother. Yes, it has elements of Love Island, all them different shows there, yeah. But it's the fact that, like, that's, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just another Love Island thing. I didn't know. See, that, I've, like, I've not, I've not, not, have sex. I've like, not watched. All yeah, exactly. I've never watched a Love mm. Island in it, but this one, like I said, mm. because they can't have sex, and they can't, and like, you can see people like, so basically like, it's kind of like a, a blind date kind of thing, but they want you to like, a lot of these people are shallow in it. Like they only see the surface level. So they never really get to know people that they get with when they sleep with them in it. So they, they, it's to encourage them to do that in it, to like get to like make meaningful connections. And like I said, mm. you, you like, like one character in the beginning, you hate them in it, but as they get on, they grow on you and you start to like them. And then like, when they grow and mature, you're like, okay, you're not so much of a dickhead as I thought you were. And then other characters, mm. they're just dickheads in it. You're just like, you know what? Fuck you in it. Like, I hope that you don't get any of this money. And then again, it's the element of, does the money get split or does one person get the money? 
Is it the one person that like doesn't have sex at all? Or is it the one person that actually like grows the most? Like and again, like I said, they have games like no, where, they're not, they're not meant to they're not meant to grow. That's the whole point. They're meant to they're meant to stay flaccid. <laughs> and and like they do things like let's say they do like oh um everyone's got like take a shot of someone's body and again it's like ramping up that sexual tension and, and it's seeing who breaks like they bring someone in and it's like okay you're now gonna ge- give each other sensual massages so again you, you've gone from I'm not allowed to have sex with this person and now I've now got to give a sensual massage to them and then sleep in bed with them the next in the evening and then avoid not doing anything or I might lose 50 grand and uh, listen when I say here uh, you check it out innit like again I can't, I, I'm not gonna say anymore they, check it they, out um, they, they've got two seasons of the, the main hot to, two hot to handle then they've got they've now got too hot to handle Latino. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Too hot to handle Brazil. The Brazil one was really good. I think the Brazil, the Brazil one might be my favorite. Yeah, the Brazil yeah, one might be my favorite because these lot, yeah, like I think because they were all from the same culture, it added some extra pizzazz to it. The Brazil mm. lot just fucked so much. Yeah, because again, like not to be stereotypical, but that's like. The, the Brazilians, you know, you know that, that's the reputation they have. They, lo- they love to party. They love to just kind of just oh, be free in it. So just for them, it was unable, even worse. Totally unable to, like, restrain themselves, yeah. weren't they? They were, it, it, they'd be like, should we, should, we, should, we shouldn't fuck. Yeah, but fuck it. Let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, like, I, like I said, I, you know me, I don't do reality TV in it, but that one just sucked me in in it and I could not help yeah. and love like it, it was tri- like again it was a bit like Tiger King in it like you know it's garbage TV but you cannot stop watching it, and that was what you got to handle so again I now don't give people as much as a hard time when they say they love watching the reality TV shows because I got sucked into two hard to handle I've seen every single one but bar the Latino one and I will watch that at some point so Again, you can watch, give it an episode or two. If it's not for you and you still come back to me and say, oh, no, that was garbage, then fair enough. Mm. I've kind of spoiled it a little bit, so you might not be as entertaining. But like I said, um, watch it watch it with the missus and um, give me some feedback on whether you thought it was cool or not. But mm. um, yeah. Yeah, like, I might, I I might will, give that one a try. Honestly, I didn't know that's what the concept of it was. I thought it was just another one of those stupid ones. No. It, it actually sounds pretty interesting. I ex- might give that a watch. Exactly. The, like, because again, mm. I, they didn't. Re- I don't think they revealed the concept in the trailer. So again, it was no. like you know, you know, Love Island, Big Brother. But then when they yeah, revealed it, like I was like flipping out. Like <laughs> it, it was mad in it. So yeah. So that's what I, I would say. Give it a go in it. Yeah, that sounds good. But even so, as good as that sounds, it's still not the best reality show ever. I found the best reality show ever okay. you that? will love it if you have not already seen it mm-hmm. yeah and and stevie if you've seen it let me know it's called 60 days in mm-hmm. have any of you seen 60 days in is this the one so, where they they put actors in prison yeah they're not actors they're normal people oh, okay they're just normal people and it's like big brother but mm-hmm. in a prison in like a real prison yeah so, so there's, I- see, there's I have not watched yeah, this. Yeah, cameras watching them and stuff, but it's a real prison with yeah. real criminals. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Shit. I've not it's, watched this, but I've heard other podcasts talk about it and they raved about it. It's so good. I started off like on YouTube just watching clips of it mm. and I was like, ah, yeah, this looks funny, this looks good. Like there's there's so many fights in it, like people get shanked in it. <laughs> like no, none of the participants, but obviously like the, the inmates. Yeah. Shank of inmate, like you see it, it's in the show. Mm. There's fights all the time. There's like, there's some fucked up gods, like who look like they're straight out of a movie who do some fucked up shit, but it's nuts. I watched season six, there's six seasons. Mm. I watched the latest season, season six, which is probably the greatest season of any reality show <laughs> that has ever been filmed. It's so fucking good. Basically, yeah, all right. Again, I want you guys to watch it, so I'm not going to ruin too much, mm. but I'll, I'll just tell you a bit about it. So, there's four guys and three women, yeah? Mm -hmm. The guys go into the men's section, and the women go into the women's section of this prison. Mm. Now, the guys that go in, one of them is like a football, I think he's a quarterback, for a college quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, he's just a jock. He's gassing himself, just this tall, like, ripped black guy, do you know what I mean? Kind of slim, but he's just on himself in it mm -hmm. um there's another guy this white guy who's like an actual prison like corrections officer do you know what i mean like he's one of the guards in another prison mm -hmm. so they was expecting him to do quite well another one was ex-military so again they were expected him to do quite well and the last one was like just this little privileged fancy boy who was like i need i want to prove to my mom and dad that i don't need them and i can live out on my own and i'm like so you decided to go prison to prove <laughs> that like you could just move out like you don't need to so anyway um they take the military guy in first because they were like okay well you've had military training so you need the least amount of training we can just take you in now he goes in he starts shitting himself he quits within three days Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Things meant to last 60 days. He yeah. lasts three days and quits. Whoa. The next guy they send in is the correctional officer. Yeah. He lasts even less. He set a he set a record for the show <laughs> how little time he lasted. He didn't even get in the prison. He got into like the check-in, like the check-in in section. Yeah. And then when they was checking him in, they made him sit down in like the holding cell with a couple of other guys who were waiting to get in, and he just shit himself. And he quit there and then. He's like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> and so, wow. and so the, the actual like warden of the of the prison, because usually the other seasons, mm. it's just been like Big Brother, like you just go in, do what you want. We're just going to watch you and see what you do. Mm. But with this one, they changed what prison they're using, and it's like this new up and it's like this um, new guy's taken over as the warden, and he's made a lot of changes, and he wants to see what's good about his prison, what's bad, how are people getting drugs in and shanks. Like, he sent them on a mission. Like, he was like, find out for me what you can find out. Mm -hmm. And then, so they actually went in with a mission this time. Oh, man. Because, because so many people quit so early, he was like, fuck this. Like, talking to the producers of the show, like, guys, you guys batting average is terrible. <laughs> you know I mean? So they end up bringing in this guy and I tell you what yeah I'm so glad those other pussy holes left because if they didn't leave we never would have got motherfucking Tony Tony is the fucking greatest participant of the greatest reality show in the greatest season on earth mate this guy yeah he says like he's a correctional officer as well he's this like stocky black guy who looks like Mr. T like he's got this big thick beard and a shaved head and 
he's, he's, he works in a prison as well. He actually works in the prison that they used for series two and three. Okay. So he's, he's familiar with the show. So that's why they brought him back. And they were like, look, we need you. Okay, this season, it's going down the toilet. It's fucking up. We need you to save the show, basically. Can you come and do it? And he's like, yeah. And when I say, yeah, as bad a time as everyone had in prison, this guy had fucking fun. He was laughing. Like Whenever they take him to the side and do an interview, mm. he'd be cracking up. He'd be like, yeah, look what I got. Like, I got a shank. Like, look, look, look at this shank. <laughs> he'd just pull it out of, like, out of like, his shorts. Like, and he's like, yeah, I got a shank. Like, he's like, I got another one. <laughs> But I had to flush it down the toilet because the guard came in. So I just thought I'd get it. You guys. You know what I mean? Then he's like, yeah, I've got these drugs as well. He becomes the pod boss, like the boss of the, <laughs> the prison. Yeah. He has a bookie. He has a bookie. Like he wow. gets another inmate to work for him and be his bookie and keep record of who owes him what, what he's given to who. What, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got people working for him. And the only other guy in the in the show who actually did good was the other black guy dennis the the, the college quarterback when he started off he was like i say he was gassed in he was cocky he was arrogant he was just doing his own thing he didn't seem like he was doing the mission mm. so the the like the the warden was actually getting annoyed with him he was like like what are you doing you're like are you, are you trying to get like a movie deal or something like <laughs> you just keep walking around with your shirt off working out like just what's this about and he was like, look, I have to do this to get in with the right people. Do you know what I mean? I have to act a certain way yeah. so that I'm accepted and then I can start doing the mission. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just calm yourself down. Yeah. And to be fair to him, once Tony came in, they developed this like rivalry where he was like, okay, Tony's got a shank. I'm going to get a shank. Mm. He's like, what, Tony's getting drugs? Ah, I'm going to get drugs before him. And it's like this rivalry and it's so sick to see like these two like getting in there with people and finding out where to get the drugs from and getting the drugs. And and then, so Tony and Dennis are the only two that lasted the whole 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else quit. Everyone else quit. There was one woman, actually, she didn't quit, but she was a cop in real life. She was a cop. Oh, man. And all the other inmates started getting suspicious and thinking, like, she figuring out that she was a cop. Yeah. So they had to bring her out because they would have actually killed her. They would have literally killed <laughs> yeah. her. In yeah. this show. I can't believe this show is like a re- actual reality TV show. That's crazy. It's mad. I don't know how it exists. I don't know how <laughs> they were allowed to put people in such danger. It's a miracle, like, isn't it? In, in previous seasons, participants have actually been beaten up, like smacked up by inmates. Do you know what I mean? And there's nothing they can do they can't just run in and save them because then it would bait out the whole show yeah and then all the participants would be in danger so they have to just sit back and just watch the cameras <laughs> and let them get beaten up <laughs> and then just deal with it later do you know what I mean? like it's crazy it's actually crazy um anyway tony does such a good job that the the warden decides all right do you know what i'm gonna extend this season we're gonna do another 30 days but i'm gonna bring in my own elite team I'm going to bring in my own team. And he went and got like, one of them is an undercover detective. One of them's another correctional officer at another prison. Uh, there was this woman who was like a firefighter and she used to be a correctional officer. And another woman who was like a guard in the prison as well, like a high ranking guard. So he brought in some elite team. And of course, he brought Tony back to be the team leader of this team. <laughs> yeah. Because Tony is a fucking boss. And Tony said to them, like, because Tony had to like, prep them when they went in and tony was like look 
obviously I've got your back, but when we go in, don't talk to me because like I'm going to be the pod boss again. Like it took me a week last time. This time um, it will probably take me a couple of days because everyone will remember me. Yeah. But he's like, I probably won't talk to you. Like talking to the other guys. Like, he's like, I probably won't talk to you. You, I might even take all your shit. Do you know what I mean? Just because you look like an easy target. And the guy was getting proper offended. Like, like why me? Like, because you look like a bitch. No, no, I'm gonna take your shit. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna take your shit. Like, and you can do. And it was funny, but like it, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. Like I would definitely recommend for you guys to watch it. You'd be into it. Um, I, I've only seen season six, which, like, like I said, is probably the best season. But the other seasons are good as well. There are other contestants that I've seen clips of on YouTube, like this guy Ryan. He did his sixty days, and then he got asked to to stay in prison for another sixty days. So he ended up doing one hundred and twenty days. What? In uh, yeah, he was sick. Um, there's another Surely guy. Surely get, getting paid a load of money for that. They must be getting paid. I think I heard that, that they got like an average of $3,000 per episode or something like that. Mm. So for him to get his time extended, he probably made bank, man. Like, I don't mm. know. Um, but there was one other guy called Abner. I think he was in season five, maybe. And he was like this like Mexican, like Latino... He was an ex-gangster. He was an ex... Um, like he used to be in a Mexican gang or whatever. And then he's turned his life around and he's like a, a good guy now or whatever. Mm. So he goes back in prison. And again, he bosses the prison. Like He actually bosses the prison up. He, become, he doesn't become the pod boss, but he becomes the enforcer of a gang. Mm -hmm. Like, like if, if, because basically in this prison... You stick with your race. The white guys will stick with the white guys. The yeah. black guys stick with the black guys, and the Mexicans stick with the Mexicans. He became the enforcer of the Mexicans. Like the leaders of each gang would have meetings, and they'd be like, "Okay, look, this 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 new inmate has just come in. He's a white guy, but I've heard he's a snitch. So you, as the leader of the white gang, you need to deal with him. Do you know what I mean? You need mm -hmm. to deal with it. And so he has to deal with it. If you don't deal with it, then the other gangs get involved. Mm -hmm. So Abner was the guy." If um, if the Mexicans had to deal with something internally, he was the guy that would deal with it, and he actually smacked people up, which was jokes because he's not even a real prisoner; he's like a contestant on this show. So he's smacking up real inmates. Like, oh, it's fucking funny, man. Whole chicken, whole chicken. For right. the show. That's no, a good show. Though. I might check this out because it sounds wild. What's it on? Um, the channel was called A and E. I don't think it's anything we have. I don't think there's anywhere you can find it online. Uh, but I just watched it. I just you could just find it online somewhere. Yeah. The usual, yeah. the usual place where we find stuff. Um, it's it's on there. That's where I watched it. All right, calm. Uh, All right. But yeah, let's get that's, that's me done. Let's get straight to in a sense our main event, June. Uh, title screened as June Part One. Uh, obviously came out this year uh, is a science fiction film directed by Dennis Villanueva with a screenplay by John Sp John Spates and Villanueva and Eric Roth uh, it's the first of a planned two part adaptation of the 1965 novel of the same name, name by Frank Herbert uh, we literally just got an announcement today that part two will release in October 2023 so I'm glad yeah. about that um, as well as um, a spin off show right I didn't see the I didn't see the news about the spin-off show. We'll, we'll, really? we'll, we'll talk oh, wow. we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
Um, mm. So this movie, uh, is, so this first movie is primarily covering events in the first half of the book, uh, set in the far, far future. It follows Paul Ad- Atreides. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop myself there. Atreides, is that Greek? It sounds Greek, isn't it? It sounds Greek. Like, I, I got <laughs> like a, a kind of Spartacus-ish kind of, you know, yeah. Spartan vibe from these people. Um, and his family, the noble house Atre- Atreides, are thrust into war from the dangerous desert planet Arrakis. The film stars are assembled cast, including Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Sarsgaard, Dave Batista, Stephen McKinley, Henderson, uh, Zendaya, David Dustmarkian, Chang Shen, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampin, Jason Moore, and Javier Bardem. Now, when I watched this movie, yeah, I sent a message about a character being my nigga because he just did an absolutely yeah. filthy thing. Can yeah? I guess? Can I guess who it was? It's not going to be who you think he is, but go on. Who do you think he is? It's, so it's not Duncan. It's not Duncan. Duncan did wow. filth afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's Josh Brolin then. Yes. Oh my <laughs> day. When a man gets woken out of bed and just chooses violence, he does like he doesn't care that it's a sneak attack. He's like, okay, we're being attacked. All right. Any shits with guns, get them off the field ASAP. Bring me my shank. He gets his shank. All right. Guys with me. He sees them, sees the bad guys starting to land. He's like, okay, cool. He walks up to the first two, shank, shank, then says, all right, guys, follow me and leads the charge. I was like, this guy's a nigger. Oh, my days. Like, he, and the thing is, yeah, he knows he's going to die. Like, there, there, there's, there's no salvation. There's no hopes of winning. They were overrun like five to one. And he led a charge. That's why I was like, these guys are basically Spartans. Obviously, you've got some Spartan characters later. But I was just like, yes. And like... Even the scene when he was like training the kid, yeah, he was like, you know what? I don't care if you're in the I'm going to shank you up in it. And yeah. he just started badding up the boy. And I was like, yes. Like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm God. actually upset that he died. I'm also upset that Duncan died because, again, Duncan was a G man. Like, literally, mm. after this movie, yeah, I Googled um, uh, uh, June Swords because I want the replica shanks that they had in this movie. I want all three. I want the, <laughs> the long one that the soldiers had. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, like samurais used to have a katana and they used to have like a slightly <laughs> short sword as like their backup. I want that one, and then I also want um, was it a, a Chrysler sword? Chris, 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 it's a, a Chris, Chris sword. sword. And imagine it's made I, out of the teeth of the uh, the worms. The worms. Imagine yeah. I saw in in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the Chris swords are actually um, oh, I I think they described them as being slightly almost a bit magical that when they're about to kill mm-hmm. like when when there's death when they're going to kill somebody they will start to like they'll they'll they basically they'll start to diminish diminishing quality up to the point at which they're then going to go and kill somebody so like it a week before they're going to whoever's good it almost makes it a little bit kind of like fate is involved mm-hmm. in it in it you know like like they know the future the, the these chris swords know the future yeah so, and I thought that was a great, like, they didn't actually talk about that in the movie, but nah. in the books, they go into it in a bit more yeah, detail. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to, like, glow when it was, like, about to shank someone or Like, it, there, was, there was obviously more to that sword, than it? Like, they hinted at it, but they didn't really go into it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I was going to give it, I am going to give it a free piece. I, I really did want to give it a whole chicken, but I've only seen it once. 
Um, it's very minor gripes. Like, again, you not know that I'm not the most for a slow burn. I didn't mind the slow burn, but at the same time, I thought it did take a little bit longer than it needed to. The movie was like an hour and 57 minutes, I think, or 157 minutes. So it was, you know, two hours and a bit. Um, good two and a half hours, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was a very long movie. Um, but Have again, you seen the uh, 1984 one? No. I, I, so, so this is one of my questions to you guys, yeah? And let me get that in before Steve has to leave, yeah? Why, again... This felt a little... Obviously, you know, this is obviously older than, like, Game of Thrones and stuff like that, but for me, it felt a little bit like Matrix meets Star Wars, a little bit of Game of Thrones and the different houses yeah. and stuff like that. Why was this never as popular as, let's say, a Star Wars or a Star Trek? I can answer that. It's because it came out roughly the same time as Star Star Wars, mm-hmm. the first... Was it the first Star Wars movie? Um, Or maybe Star Wars had been a thing when this came out and mm. star Wars is like the movies was so much more concise. Whereas this had a, like a book behind it. Mm-hmm. And when the movie came out in, in, in the eighties, it, it didn't follow the book at all. They tried, they did a whole um, justice league thing where they tried to squeeze like a, the entire book into one movie. And mm. this movie that's just come out is a lot more faithful to the actual book. It, you know, like obviously the book goes into way more detail, but this actually follows the storyline of the book a lot more. Mm-hmm. And in the in the movie from the eighties, it they skip over a lot of shit, and a lot of people who who were into the book were just like, "This isn't. This is kind of like beside the point." You know, like mm-hmm. they're not exploring the deeper parts of of like the the myth mythos and the you know, like the universe that's there. And, and you can see they're doing this. And that's why it's like you were saying, Ace, it's a, like a slow burn. They're really digging in and like creating, getting you to understand like who the, this, this sisterhood is the, um, what were they called again? The, the shadows or whatever they're called. I've forgotten the woman's name. Yeah. The, anyway, um, but like you get to know them and you get to know about like the voice and just it in the, in the, previous in the other movie it it feels just a little bit more superficial and a bit more it feels way more 80s and glamorized they've all got like the kind of like the 80s hair and (laughs) it just Mm. it it feels like the story and didn't and sort of chopped it up a bit yeah i was going to watch the original because i haven't seen it i was going to watch the original before i watched before i watched this one Mm -hmm. and i started it Mm -hmm. but it literally the first few minutes is just this woman's face with like over a green screen with like just space like actual just stars and space behind her mm-hmm. and she's just telling you the backstory of the of the universe and like giving you all the information but it was so boring and like mm. complicated and I'm like the film hasn't even started yet <laughs> I'm watching a woman tell me the prologue and I'm already confused and bored. Like, this isn't a good sign. So I stopped watching it. But and that's, um, what, that's what's, that's, you, you want to try and avoid that, but at all costs, don't you? Because yeah. you can, you can build a universe and, and you start off with a, you know, like in, often in stories, you start off in the small kind of like, just what's going on in a small area. 
and then you slowly build and you add lore in and you add yeah. elements to the universe that if you if you say set like a massive scene of like this is what's going on in the universe blah 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 blah, blah it, a lot of people do they they kind of go oh, what i'm a bit bored now whereas <laughs> you can get someone invested in in some characters to begin with in a in a scenario like the the rest of the universe is just a backdrop initially. You don't need to go into massive detail there. Mm. You rather just want to set it in a room, maybe, or something like that. Get some dialogue mm. in the characters and and actually get them start building a link between each of these characters and what they're all what they're like. That's a great way of starting a movie, isn't it? You know, mm, much better. like that. This version had a much more engaging opening scene. It still had like opening like like um what's it called like like. A little uh, bit of a, a monologue, yeah, a monologue over the top, kind of explaining a bit of the the world, but it was over the top of like, like visuals, and I think there was like a battle going on, and you had like those those like desert ninjas jumping out of the sand, and like there was a lot of really cool stuff to to like see while you was listening to. Um, the the like the backstory or the exposition and stuff, so it was much more engaging than just watching a woman stand there just boringly tell you. And the Empire would develop the spice for space travel, and I'm like, this is fucking boring. And <laughs> even even she sounded like she started getting bored and just wanted to get it over with because she would stop talking and then she would go, oh yes, and I forgot. Also, the spice can be... And I'm like, fucking hell, even she doesn't want to do this. <laughs> like, she just wants to get this over with and leave. Like, but so no, I, it, I take it your, your, your perception of this latest movie is, is much better than the, what you got from the old one. Oh, I love this movie. I love this. This is a whole chicken for me. Nice. I love this movie. Do you know what it is, yeah? Okay, Ace, you said... This reminded you of like Star Wars, which I get. I fully get that. I've actually got a list as of a, how Star Wars has a, ripped off Dune. I said it was Star, Star Wars meets Matrix because obviously, like the, the talks of the Chosen One and him having the Billy. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. Mm. I get what you're saying. But even without the Matrix, I think just Star Wars alone, because the book, the Dune book, came out in '65. I just looked it up. Yeah. The first Star Wars movie came out in I think '77. And then the original June movie came out in '84, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's why, because the Star Wars was a, a thing already, wasn't it? So people were there. Yeah. yeah. And Star Wars was so well received. Like it, it, it was. There was a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. and you can see that George Lucas obviously read the book <laughs> and was like, "Oh, I can make a movie out of." some of these things mm. like the whole concept of the chosen one even though ace you said it like it took you to the matrix like yeah. even in star wars there's the prophecy of the chosen one like um who anakin turned out to be the chosen one who would yeah. bring balance to the force and all that um the predominant imagery you think of when you think of a star wars planet is a desert planet yeah. like tatooine mm-hmm. all of that stuff so that um even spice like spice is like the main thing in June, yeah. but even in Star Wars, spice is a thing that exists. Like yeah. I think Han spice Solo, spice mines, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Han Solo, I think, smuggled it and stuff like that. So even that was taken. The whole thing about an emperor and empire mm-hmm. seems to be taken out. Even the Jedi mind trick is just the voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and so yeah. there's so much where you can see Star Wars has been influenced by this movie that it, it's kind of like um I don't know it, it's it's almost plagiarism but it's not <laughs> you know what I mean like Star Wars is still its own thing mm. I think it's different enough but you can you can really see where the the influence came from um but, but to me I think I think this movie was really good. Uh, yeah. This movie was really good. I would say it gave me more... Um, so, like, I, I love the designs, the, the costumes, mm-hmm. the spaceships, mm-hmm. the locations. Yep. The, the cinematography was amazing. Like, he kept, like, like having the camera really close to the ground so that the ground would be in the shot and it would kind of, like, cut a whole section of the bottoms of the screen. And then there'd be, like, some kind of machinery or spaceship or something along the top and it would kind of frame the screen and like this must have looked amazing in IMAX oh in IMAX it was juicy it was loud it was clear it was it was almost it was beautiful it was beautiful even the, the, the sound design like the music it to me it was all um, of that together like the oh. costumes and everything huh? sorry the music was someone that we know I think it was like Hans Zimmer yeah, I think oh, yeah. so. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. But but to me, I got um, especially like from some of the costumes and some of the location, I got like the Fifth Element kind of vibes from it. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the Fifth Element, but just the, the 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 costume design and the whole like more spiritual kind of religious aspect of a sci-fi um, mm. adventure. Do you know what I mean? Have yeah. bringing like spiritualism and religion into it kind of reminded me of um fifth element and just yeah. how it was filmed sure. the the sound design the music uh, the cinematography everything reminded me of uh, blade runner 2049 mm. which actually it turns out i didn't know this at the time it's the same director the same guy that directed this directed uh, blade runner 2049 so ah. it makes sense do you know what i mean and to me this director has legendary sci-fi status now like for life like he's done it he did blade runner movie and he did a dune movie and they're both to me they're both whole chickens i think so, the sicario as well sicario is pretty good sicario oh, he did man yeah. that was great yes yeah, sicario was great mm. yeah i don't nice. i've seen that still actually no, oh, really damn good. that is that is very good it's very good right. okay so i'm just gonna quickly talk about duncan yeah duncan <laughs> was a realist killer yeah so again like, let's say, you know, House Atreides were just, like, normal people, in it. Like, they were just, like, even... Yeah, let's just say, for example, like, they were just, like, normal, like, you know, good soldiers for the most part. Like, you know, they like they were well-respected, in it? But then you had, like, the Sakarian Guard, or whatever they were called, yeah? These lot were, like, special ops, in it? And my man busts up like 18, 19 of those special op guys on his ones. Uh, and I was just like, yeah. Like the, the sword play in this year and the action seizure was so on point and so clean. And um, I like the little like shield thing that kind of gives you like a little bit of extra protection. But then obviously, you know, it kills you at some point. Like, I don't it, understand how that shield works. What's that? Which one are you talking thing. about? I don't understand how the shield works. That little wristband thing they press and it, then their it, whole it body... Stops, um, it stops fast projectiles. 
Um, so you, you can get through it. If you go slowly through it, you can penetrate it. But if oh. somebody shoots you with a fast projectile, it stops that. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, so that's like if somebody, um, slices you with a, with a, a weapon, it'll just slice the shield and, yeah, you know, yeah. Hurt and you. It, it eventually wears off. Slowly press a knife into your neck, it will go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. yeah. But also, as well, I took it as like, it's a shield, it could that only is, take yeah. so many hits as well. Yeah. After yeah, a while, yeah. it's going That's to get. That's what I took it. Yeah. I, I took it as it works until they need it not to work for the story. Nah, it's more like a force, <laughs> a force shield, isn't it? Like if you punch it, like, mm. it's the same with a bulletproof vest. If you shoot a bulletproof vest enough times, eventually it's going to weaken and it's going to go through. So, you know, again, what? huh? What? What do you mean what? A bulletproof vest should be bulletproof for no, life. No, it's like. not. If you if you shoot, <laughs> if you shoot, <laughs> a bulletproof vest is like again one usage only. Once it's been used, you're meant to get replaced. Like because if you take it, takes enough damage. It, you know, it doesn't hold up. Like, bro, I'm on a budget, man. You'd see sellotape and shit. It doesn't hold up like that. Shit has to be polystyrene. Polystyrene to fill in the holes. Yeah, (laughs) you mad at jokes? Um, But yeah, Stevie, you know, talk talk a little about because you've watched the original. um, I believe in your. I I saw the original one, and I actually I did love the original one. Mm -hmm. I hadn't hadn't read any of the, the the story at all, so I didn't have any kind of like anything to go on and i just yeah i loved it because it was a wonderful sci-fi story having now um seen this and i've actually started listening to the audiobook um and i want to chapter 10 of the of the actual story and fucking hell the story is a brilliant story is it it goes into it's it's really highbrow sci-fi though there's a lot of complicated words and they don't you know like they've got it, it feels like there's sort of like um, biblical verse in it and stuff like that. Um, it is, yeah, it's really good though. And and like I was saying, like in the book, they start off small and they just intersperse it with little bits and bobs, and then you start to get to know the universe a bit more. And you know, like they explain a bit more about like the shield um, and the the crisp blades and the you know um, just the different characters, like the a Baron is and and how like obesely fat he is and um just it's it's so good um but for me this movie absolute like whole chicken i mm. was totally invested the whole way through and i didn't realize it's actually book one or part one so when it came up saying part one right at the beginning of the movie i was like oh fuck we got more to come yeah I, this is really good i knew that um, going in but it had the, the second part hadn't officially been greened it till like i want to yeah. say yesterday I feel like they ended it on a brilliant note because oh, yeah. um, they can start the new movie with a, potentially with a um, a time jump, yeah. where Paul Atreides has now been living with with the uh, Fremen. the Fremen and you know learning their ways and and now you know basically living in in all the all the um, bites yeah. so that he can get the blue eyes and everything, mm-hmm. um, but um, with so there were some notable characters that I just absolutely loved. I, I really loved um, Oscar Isaac's character, Paul Atreides' father. Mm-hmm. He looked mm. hench as fuck in his in his armor. Uh, he had a glorious um, beard, man. That beard was sick. It, oh my god, a lush, the lushest of beards. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, so he was, um, and just 
a great kind of the way he played this sort of like the father father was a he was a duke wasn't he um mm. and he just he was so wise um and he was like Mufasa he really was yeah like yeah that's Mufasa right yeah yeah um but yeah I did really like his armor um when he was wearing it it was uh, it's sort of like gray different tones of gray with like layers and everything um I, I mm. did enjoy that um and again um oh what's the Josh Brolin's character uh, fucking mental yeah he was like weapons master wasn't he I love I love the first time we see him and then Oscar Isaacs is like smile and he's like I am smiling yeah, <laughs> that's right, yeah. that was great that, that was, was really true. good um we had Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica the mother mm. um how many famous people are there in this There's the nice. cast in this is amazing yeah. I then, didn't even know all these people were in it so when I'm watching it and another character comes in, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's him!" It's I was there, like, yeah. you, know, you, know, "You know that Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him like pointing at the TV? <laughs> like that was like me. Like every every time a character came, <laughs> that's really good." Mm-hmm. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, holy shit! Yes, what, a, what he was the Baron um, of House Harkonnen, um, and he just oh, he looked so evil, and when he's in sort of like. In his look, he's got that um, kind of mech thing that's that sort of basically allows him to float around because he's so fat, and huh. him just eating the food and uh, the scene when when he's cap. I mean, oh, how many spoilers are we giving in here? Are we, oh, yes. are we going into mega spoilers? Spoiler warning! So let's go spoilers. I really, do you know what? I'm a little bit upset. I kind of spoiled something when I was looking for the swords, so I've kind of spoiled something for me on part two. Really? Yeah, potentially. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I thought part two's only like not even been approved. No, but yet. I think it's no part two was approved today. But I'm saying like I was looking oh. about because I wanted to know what the actual name of the swords were. So I was like looking up Duncan's biography. Yeah, and I, and I got a little bit spoiled about his character. Oh, I think I know what you might have been. I think I was spoiled in a similar way today. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed because that would have been like sexy little, you know, reveal. reveal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Wait, you've seen the first movie. I want should, to be spoiled as should, well. You, I, should, you I should know. Spoiled. Unless what? they don't cover it in the first movie. Well, no, that's the thing. The, the first movie really, like, breezes over so much so that, you know, like, you... This is a totally different movie from that one in the, in the 80s. Okay, it really... Enough. I mean, it's it's got the basics of him, you know, going and living... You know, being the one and going to the Fremen and blah, 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 and so on, but... It is just so not this movie. This movie is leagues ahead of, of the one in the 80s. Mm. So much better. Um, I, I also really liked... Um, uh, there's, um, there were some characters with their eyes like blackened. They had like no pupils. Oh, it was all pupil. Mm. It was just black eyes. And they were kind of like... There was a bit where the, the, um, the Baron was being healed... And he's in this kind of goop, um, this black goop. And there's these yeah. women playing, like one of them is playing a weird kind of like in- musical instrument. And, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, this is so weird. And he kind of gave me a hint of like, we're going to start seeing more weird and wonderful, like, uh, pe- like mutated humans or humans that are mm. sort of, you know, like not quite human anymore, you know, um, 
I also particularly liked the ornithopters. These are the like dragonfly um, machines, like flying machines. Oh, yeah, um, the dragonfly things, yeah. Yeah, they're called ornithopters, and they mm. it comes from the original like um, book. And apparently, the they put a lot of effort into this movie to make them as as sort of legit and as close mm. to um, to to what the you know, like the the book, how the book describes them, um, but there's also they, like art. Sorry, what? I, I was just going to say they looked, re- they were like executed and realized really well. They looked really good. They looked practical. They looked like they could really exist. I it, I just thought it was funny, like imagining, like the inventor of these trying to pitch them. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, you see helicopters. Alright, helicopters, <laughs> but dragonflies. Yeah. Right, let's put let's get helicopters and put can we put wings on them? And they're like, but that's just an airplane. No, no, I want wings that look like flappy wings. Flappy like, wings, like, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they were really cool though. All the all the ships, the 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 special effects on the ships were really good as well. Mm-hmm. And the sense of scale, like you really got a feeling of how big everything was and like especially like the worms and some of the spaceships and the cities and everything, man, is so so well um, well shot. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I felt like um, I, I think I read an article or something about the fact that they actually, when they were filming the the movie, um, they actually got some proper like physical ornithopters that they could actually get into and oh, yeah? you know like it, it was very, very you know like there was green screen but there was actual mm. like um physical stuff that they could use um, that's the best way to do it is to is to use real stuff and then like just touch it up with cgi yeah. that's that's the best way to do it man that's what yeah, probably why it looks yeah. very good um, you know what i dragons by aircraft were actually operable apparently yeah, yeah. Um, you know seven what? days ago yeah you know what i can't wait for that 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 tease that they gave us that desert scene where all the Fremen and Paul are like hidden underground and it's yeah. like an epic battle. Like I cannot wait to see that battle played out. Like I I I'm so curious to see how they do part two and how it concludes the story. Mm. Yeah, I can't I, wait. yeah. I, I was kind of hoping that there would be more than two parts. I was kind of thinking if they, they're calling it part, it doesn't. It's not like um you know part the first and uh, part part you know the first half and second half it, it's like it can oh, be yeah. part one part two part three well part if the four, movie's like know. two and a half hours long i'm hoping it's just a part two because i don't know if i i, I could go three you know three two and a half hour movies <laughs> you know there's well, actually a whole load of you, other books so there's like there's, there's follow-on books after this June June story. Hmm. Yes, I, I would love for them to continue the story. I think they should do as many as they can. Like the length of the movies isn't a problem. You have Lord of the Rings trilogy, and they're all three hours, mm-hmm. and that was the theatrical cut. When you get to the extended director's yeah. cut, they're four hours each. Oh man! And then you've got the Hobbit, and do you know what I mean. So. It's, it's not a problem, the length. Like, a lot of Marvel movies nowadays are three hours long. Um, not a lot of I them. There's a couple. <laughs> huh? So not a lot of them, but there's a couple. Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of movies nowadays are over two hours or mm. coming up to three hours. I don't know why this trend has started, 
but a lot of movies are just extra long nowadays. But I don't care. Make it as long as you want. Bring me as many films as you want. I would, I would, I would just love being in this world. Like mm. the world building was so good. Like everything, like nothing looks like it was just put there for the scene. Do you know what I mean? Everything looks like it lives there. Everything looked like it belonged there. Everything looks like um, it, it was developed naturally in this in a realistic world. Do you know what I mean? Like the the whole thing, like with those desert ninjas who like hide under the sand. And then you can see like that little breathing apparatus thing just above the the surface of the sand, mm-hmm. or even um, the the sand walk, where you had to walk over the sands in a certain way to avoid yeah. detection of the worms to to replicate the natural like sounds mm-hmm. of the sound. sand yeah. of the wind blowing. All of that like was really good. Like even the the suits and how it like takes your sweat and recycles it and. All of that stuff, man. In the book, really in the book, they 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 go into great detail about how, um, like, um, about the whole kind of water situation on June mm. is, um, and how it, the people, the the Fremen, who live in the water suits, are stink so badly because <laughs> yeah. because they're basically recycling all of their bodily fluids, yeah, yeah, um, to live and. In the movie, they kind of like skip over that as just like how amazing these suits are. Yeah, but actually, in reality, the the in this in the story, they're explaining that these like the Fremen are kind of treated almost like savages because they have got these amazing water suits, but they're like, you know, like well, you only you know you're putting up with terrible smells and like you know because <laughs> because you, you don't have loads of water and. Mm. Um, and they actually go into massive detail about like how you know there was that scene with the um, the what do you call it the trees where the trees are being watered and um, mm. they it, they cost so many human lives because it takes a, a human a human uses up so many liters of water every yeah. day whereas the trees use up like I don't know twenty times that uh, the amount. Uh. And, so, um, but in the book, they they go into m- way more detail about how, um, like most abodes, pe- living abodes in Dune, um, are was it, it was Arrakis, isn't it? Um, mm. uh, like uh, like hermetically sealed. They're like um, they've got like um, uh, atmospheric like chambers, so mm. that right. it, they don't lose any water, so that there's any moisture that's in the atmosphere within a within a home. It remains mm. in there and doesn't get lost into the atmosphere. Um, That's pretty cool. Whereas the entire place where the the Trades, um like family go and stay, mm. it, it's only blocked off. It only stops sand from coming in. It's not like um, got its own atmospheric like stops on the the door, mm. and it's treated like some sort of um, a show of wealth. Like we're so rich that we can basically like waste water quite yeah, happily, um, and I thought that was good. They don't really go into that much detail when mm. in the movie because they probably don't have much time. But that also really gave me a feel of like how this this you know like these guys are so fucking rich they just don't realize how rich they are because water to them they come from like a water planet where yeah. They're just there's so much water. They're going to this to to Arrakis, and it's just water is like gold there, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, it's very cool. The listening to the book is 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 definitely enhancing my whole experience of the the worlds that that they've created here. Nice. T, any last things you want to say? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I just can't wait for a sequel. I just love being in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not usually the biggest fan of like prophecies and chosen ones and stuff, oh. but I feel like it was realized really well in this mm-hmm. um because you would witness like i don't know just how how what he was doing would be applied to the prophecy i thought was really was really well done yeah. like the whole thing was him wearing the suit and she's like oh have you worn one of these before and he's like no and she's like but the way you like strap the boots in or something like that's how the natives do it yeah and he's like i don't know it just seemed like the right way and then she yeah. mumbled something in her language about um he will, uh, he, will he will know the ways as if he was born to this land or something yeah. like that and all of that stuff like it was really cool man it's it really like just i don't know intriguing and uh, and mysterious and, and the thing that i found funny is that he some of that is just because he's watching books like he's reading books like he's studying from the people do you know what i mean yeah so it's not necessarily yeah. some kind of super you know, uh, he, you know what though? Um, again, the, the the book itself goes into way more depth about how perceptive Paul Atreides is, mm-hmm. um, and how he he's been taught by his mother about to to be like um, have the abilities of the the guild, the whatever it the is, the or something. Um, and um, but he like the main thing that he's really really gifted in is observing people and reading them like mm. he can he can just pick up on what's going on in someone's mind just by reading their body language and sort of he can just probe people like incredibly well so part of that is like he picks up that suit and he just knows how it should be worn yeah. to to do it the best to to utilize it in its best way um i, I love that that's actually a really cool point to you know, like the movie kind of just touches on it. Yeah. Whereas actually there's, there's a really good reason for it. Mm. Mm. I I will echo your thoughts about wanting a sequel. And I'm glad that we've now got a release date for that. Um, I'm still a little bit surprised that the release date for it is so long since I feel like some of the scenes from part two were kind of filmed alongside this one, if that makes sense. Like the, the, him seeing into the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, liked if we mean. got part two like next year. But... It makes me feel like there's a whole lot more to part two than than what they're suggesting. Okay. I reckon that 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 scene that we just got a glimpse of is a very small part of it. Okay, that's cool. Um, another thing I just thought of. Fuck, there's so much to this movie. Um, there was a section where you see when the House Harkonnen arrive in at the planet, and you see this enormous like oblong tube, mm-hmm. and all these little spaceships coming out of it mm-hmm. and um that is a fucking spaceship itself that's like a super transport and again they go yeah. into the detail of this in in the book where like the empire because this attack was actually supported by the emperor mm-hmm. because you know like it had to be supported by the emperor he kind of he he wanted to get rid of house of trades because yeah. they were too popular um that the empire itself has got these massive fucking freight freight liners that 
they just fill with tons of enormous ships from all across, like all the different houses. They'll all go in there in their own ships. And then this enormous super ship will basically do the, the space jump where, mm. you know, like it will travel from one point to another in space. Um, so instead of all the ships themselves having to do all the, tri- like the fast space travel, they just use a massive container yeah. to ship them all from A to B. And I'd, I hadn't ever thought of that as a sort of like a a means to an end. I always I'd always thought in space travel you you'd always make sure that every single ship could travel like anywhere. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, it's quite a clever concept to like get a container container <laughs> container ship and just use like a massive ship to to ship everybody else where they need to be. Yeah, but cool. it was a great concept that 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 tube that kind of o- oblong oval tube with this kind of gaping hole and it almost made you think about the fucking worms you know like that are, are going around on on a rack of mm. these same kind of like it's like shape as well and the worms mm. were fucking huge as well again yeah. i didn't think they were going to be as big and they really did a, a damn good job of showing how fucking huge these worms were they were just swallowed up that like mining um that mining mm. kind of machine like it was a little tiny item you know like yeah. oh man yeah. that was mm. they were good mm. and what did you think at the end of that little bit where you see someone traveling on the back of the worm i thought it was cool in it because i was wondering what what she was trying to do when she was like summoning the worm and then yeah it, it, it paid off in it. she got her like hooks ready didn't she yeah so that was pretty cool yeah but yeah oh is that what she was gonna do yeah 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 totally yeah. Oh shit, that's sick. But then those dickheads just came and then fucked her up. Yeah. So her people, that is apparently what the show is going to be based on. It's going to be called June Sisterhood. Okay. And oh, it, right. I think it's going to be about her and her people, and it's going to be on HBO Max. Oh, like yeah. a little, oh little man, series. another reason for me to get HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Sky Atlantic. Yeah, probably Sky yeah. Atlantic. Um. All right, so guys, thank you very much for listening to our review of June and catching up with us. Um, yeah, hopefully next week we'll be talking about Halloween Kills and a couple of other movies that are going to be dropping. So, without further ado, Stevie, say bye to the people. Bye, people. Big T, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>